0: Two salt cravings. Uh, this is um no, fuck that. I'm starting over. Nope, that was dirty. <laughs> that was too okay. dirty. Okay.
1: Oh, that was a dirty one. It was
0: a dirty take. We need a clean take, Brianna. I have to pronounce every single syllable. Hello, hello, and welcome to salt cravings. My name is Claire. My name is Bri. <laughs> Perfect. (laughs) This is a comedy podcast where we have our cravings and then we solve them. This is how I'm going to speak for the whole episode. And Brianna has decided that she is going to just be Sonic the Hedgehog. I fucking guess. Go ahead.
1: I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> What's it?
0: Brianna, would you like to start us off with one sure, Claire, of our? Sure, Claire. I'd love to start us off with our, with our craving
1: today. <laughs> I would love to start us off today. Let's let's just jump right into it. I mean, I think great intro. Uh, great. Let me just uh, let me just give you a, a applause for that one. Let's oh, do are we gonna? That.
0: Do I get to clap next time at the end of yours? Is that?
1: Yeah, I think we should start doing that. I think we okay. should start clapping we, for each those
0: intros. We gotta be more, like, supportive. That's what it's about. This is you know? a
1: positivity and support podcast. If any now. negativity
0: is bad. <laughs> Only positivity. As we know... <laughs> the idea of, of toxic... Posi- <laughs> the idea of toxic positivity is actually a false dichotomy, and anyone mm-hmm. who believes in false positivity is actually sad and deserves to be sent to the sadness camps um don't ask where the sadness camps are uh <laughs> hmm. brianna where's what's your first craving?
1: let me try and frame this positively <laughs>
0: <laughs> wouldn't want you to get sent to the sadness camps brianna yeah, no, that would end the want, podcast wouldn't want
1: that hmm how do i frame this positively
0: maybe we can workshop it together into a more positive light
1: let me start out with saying that I love a lot of indie games, right? I love a lot of indie games, especially like indie video games, but I'm talking about games in general. I think they're really good. And a thing that indie games are really, really good at doing for me is like making me like really feel things and like really connect with the stuff that they're saying and like think really hard about the themes and like, you know, make me emotional. And that is something that, let me frame this positively, (laughs) Um, big games triple a games stuff that's like big and has a huge budget behind it they're still learning how to do that recently the kind of big game has been the last of us 2
0: i literally thought that died weeks ago
1: i think it has mostly died but people are still playing it i have been listening to the waypoint radio episodes on it i've not played the game i so i can't say you know maybe it would hit me hard but based on what i know about it Probably not.
0: I know nothing about this game other than it seems to have some bad rep.
1: So basically, here's the deal. So, Zombie Apocalypse, this is the sequel. It basically, it's a revenge quest. It's a It's a, It's a. a revenge quest in which a queer woman... Uh, I guess this is spoilers. Spoilers for The Last of Us 2. I'll put a thing in the description ellie wants revenge for the death of her adopted father who was killed for things that he did at the end of the last game in which he killed a whole lot of people um and she's very mad that he got killed for the thing that he did which was killing a bunch of people to save her at the end of the last game and then he gets killed by someone else and then she goes on a revenge quest and you play as both like her and the woman who she's on a revenge quest against and who is also by the way also killed him because of her dad who was one of the people that ellie's dad killed <laughs> <laughs> it's about women who are sad about their dads um and it's a zombie huh.
0: game. Um, okay and, and also it's a zombie game
1: and it's a zombie game and it's like the most like straight people version of queerness from my understanding it's like Uh, you know like apparently there's genuinely good and interesting like moments right like there's there's good moments but uh, structurally in this kind of whole way it's very much like ah yes every queer relationship has a deadbeat dad and a good mom and that is also how it works in queer relationships Anyway, you know, we're not being negative here. So I'm saying that I don't think The Last of Us 2 is for me. And when I start to think about big games that have come out or that have big budgets, they don't tend to be for me and they don't tend to offer interesting things in terms of a story, right? The the reason why I'm specifically harping on The Last of Us 2 is because a lot of critics who, who like it have said it's like cinematic. It's like this very like... The most, like, closest video games have gotten to art, which is not true. Um,
0: <laughs> straight up. Oh, you mean um, cinematic, like the um, Metal Gear Solid 4 game that everybody really loves.
1: <laughs> yeah, people love that one.
0: That's. Um, I mean, that is historically one of the everyone's favorite Metal Gear Solid game. Also, the only Metal Gear Solid game I've even partially played. So I guess it's yeah. my favorite by default. And, um, and do you really need a sample size bigger than one? I'm a scientist you, and yes. I say no.
1: <laughs> I guess my thing is most AAA games, if they even have a story, have a really kind of normative, boring story that handles issues poorly and can't get away from its own understandings of what a video game is supposed to be right you can't have a triple a video game without shooting which is not true okay that's God. not true i mean but this most is getting
0: <sighs> sorry you've touched on like one of my main gripes with video games i, yes. I, I shouldn't say gripes because it's quite a negative term yeah one that's of a really the things, negative way of thinking yeah. about it one of the things that I find that video games have room for growth is um, the way in which we. I love we, that framing. Huh. The way in which we interact with video games in general um, is actually, like, ironically, set up to support these uh, first-person shooter games over other play styles. Even just subtle things, things that we don't even think about, like having yes. quote-unquote trigger buttons on our controllers. Yes. These are the easiest games to program from, like, a perspective of programming. It is much easier to make a combat game than it is, like, other types of games. There's a lot of resources for that. And so it's sort of a a positive feedback loop, if if you will, Um, Uh in terms of uh, these games get very popular, and so they create more ways for more games to build on them, which inadvertently not steals the spotlight but really shines um in in um in a monetary value that many um, corporations positively seek if you uh know what i mean (laughs) exactly
1: exactly and like when i think about games that have like hit hard for me in a real way i think about ones that are like interested in doing things differently on on certain levels that that like are invested in asking bigger questions about the state of games or in just having really interesting characters and game mechanics that make you care more about those characters or about that world. I think about Celeste, which has good characters and a cool way of linking the gameplay mechanics with the general arc of those characters. Or I think about Undertale, right? That's a game that has made me cry, right? Like, I I love that game because it is interested in, in at least questioning some of the ways that we play games in a a way that like gives you a choice as a player and like makes you feel things as a character as a a player and like messes with the perception of the game
0: i love your two examples because they are two games explicitly i don't want to say not about combat but again we see combat elements in both of them we see yes even celeste in terms of um chase scenes hitting things jumping these are mechanics that stem from the way that fighting games uh have been made
1: if you want to go deeper right and kind of think about these things i think about like you know visual novels right which are which are Mm -hmm. great um and which a lot of people don't consider to be games in the same way um okay (laughs) which is yeah which is frustrating and shows the problem with these things but like Visual novels have a way of telling a story that is interesting and engaging.
0: I mean, it kind of um, sounds like The Last of Us Two is a visual novel.
1: <laughs> I, it's a it's a shooting game.
0: A shooting um, novel.
1: But that's the thing, right? Is like you either have games that have combat elements or combat choices or frames of combat, or you have games that people don't necessarily consider to be real games, or that are are very different than what we would typically be considering what we typically think of when when we call the mind video games right you know as much as we can say like oh yeah undertale has combat elements it's also talking about combat it's also it's also interested in like engaging with well why do we care about combat what does combat mean for us i guess what i'm saying is where's my triple a game that is like that is like genuinely going to make me actually feel things in a in a significant way You know, give me that, give me that feeling because like, because it's not just about combat, right? It's also about like, I need these characters to feel real and relatable and like, I need to understand and care about them
0: and have the themes be relatable to me and all of these sorts of things, you know? I have a a solution, I think, because we have already made the game, but what we need to do like we've talked about, mm. even even the physical hardware causes this problem of mm-hmm. uh, sort of turning towards combat elements. Not a problem. It causes this um, um, sequence of events. Of ter- tendencies uh, towards combat elements. What we need to do is uh, rethink the hardware. And I think one of the most important things is that this hardware needs to be linked to your feelings. Uh, you need to be able to okay. control this game with your feelings. And if you do feel sadness, you are reported uh, to the video game overlords and you are sent to the <laughs> sadness camps. Uh, but we don't think about that.
1: Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Now, let's let's back up for a second. You said we've already made the game.
0: We made the dinosaur uh, park park triple a uh, meteorite jumping platformer <laughs> it's about okay, feelings. First of all, game. we never
1: said it was triple a it's um, definitely
0: triple a with, with a with a theme like that how could you not get funding
1: god who doesn't want
0: to see a dinosaur jump
1: fair <laughs> i guess i am curious about what other games we could make if we are going to have this controller that's linked to feelings What's a game that engages really well with that? You know, how do you make a game about feelings? I mean, I think about, you know, how do we make the equivalent of
0: the trigger button?
1: No, I was going to relate it back to tabletop games in which there are <laughs> games that exist where your stats are feelings or mm-hmm. labels, right? Labels and masks, feelings in the veil. There are, there are games in which your way of relating to things is asking, how do I feel right now? How am I? What am I thinking about this? And video I- games could do that, too.
0: I think games would be a lot slower
1: Yeah, and
0: I think Animal Crossing is maybe the closest we are going to get, not from a narrative perspective, but from a mechanics perspective of slowness in in our video games that we don't generally think about. You know, this is part of the society we live in, and the productivity that is sort of ingrained in everyone as a as a positive mm-hmm. thing. Which, hey, don't want to not be positive about productivity because that would of get me sent anyways. To the sadness, uh, no, yeah, yeah uh-huh. no, no. Uh-huh. We all know, we all understand.
1: What about if you could do an Animal Crossing style game in a different genre,
0: like a storytelling Animal Crossing, where it's right. not so much about the vast amount of characters but but the the honing in on on characters themselves yeah, like and, a, and sort of like just really getting to know somebody.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking about like, like talk type games.
0: Have you heard of Sorry? Coffee Talks? Coffee Talks. Uh, it's a, it's another heard indie this. game. Yes,
1: I I haven't played it. I haven't played it, but I've I've heard yeah
0: I've heard hey, of you it. You make coffee for people. You're a barista nice. and you listen to conversations and you engage in conversations. And that's the whole game. What if you could game? do
1: cool shit? What if you could do cool shit and have it have feelings
0: involved, you know? What what is cool shit, Brianna?
1: Adventures!
0: So more combat.
1: Yeah. No, who says adventures have to have combat?
0: What is the conflict in the adventure?
1: I mean there are many types of conflict Mm -hmm. and yeah you know like I think that there's definitely ways of like I think a lot of these games have framed things in terms of combat but there's not really a necessity for it to be about combat you could have a game in which you are going to different places you're on some sort of journey you have to do some sort of thing you go to different places not played it.
0: Um, <laughs> that is a triple L. Oh, well, I think it started as an indie game, actually, but it became very, very yeah. popular. Um, and it is literally about the journey. Yeah, and it has, but I yeah. just think
1: about, like, interacting with people along the way, right? And, like, going, stopping in at different towns and being like, what's the situation here, right? Like, this is a, a fairly typical way that games work. It's just that, like, oh, yeah, welcome to our town. We have this issue that we need you to solve that involves <laughs> hurting and killing. What if it's about conflict resolution or what if it's about de-escalation yeah de-escalation or about helping people learn skills right like there's lots of different ways to relate to people that don't involve fighting
0: i mean Um, we do see a lot of these games in indie genres
1: but like think about what if it had the budget of like breath of the wild right
0: an (laughs) open world game to explore your feelings
1: yeah exactly this is what i'm saying right because like (laughs) something isn't necessarily more valid just because it has more money but because it has more resources it can do lots of different things and could like it could do really cool things i don't know i'm just saying
0: so you're just going on a journey talking about your feelings is it just like the conflict is internal and you have to like solve the problem but there's this vast world where like you could solve this mm-hmm. problem in a number of ways and like who knows where your journey takes you but like wherever yeah. you decide to go there might be an answer and also hey maybe there isn't an answer but there's you know there's things along the way anyways
1: one of the one of the things that i think a triple a game could do that a lot of smaller indie games can't is having is presenting multiple different outcomes right like mm-hmm. really having big branching paths yeah right and so like being able to be like, what am I feeling towards these people and about this world? How do I want to resolve this? And then basing, based on how you resolve it, you end up kind of in a different place. And like, I don't know, branching paths are cool.
0: I mean, I'd love a game that literally centered around one problem. And mm-hmm. it was just like about all the vast different ways that you could solve this problem. Yeah. Because I, th- I, I think we often get stuck in the rut of like, all right, I need to find the solution. There mm-hmm. is a solution to this, which isn't necessarily always true, and so that's educational in and of itself. So, um, what if we make Breath of the Feelings? Zelda's <laughs> still in it. It's just Zelda. You're just playing as Zelda. It's just
1: Zelda. You're just playing as Zelda.
0: Zelda, <laughs> Zelda realizes she's a lesbian, and she actually <laughs> doesn't know how to tell Link.
1: It's a hard. It's a hard thing to tell
0: she wants to Um, like look you fall in love with a twink and it's like okay you're great but like mm. (laughs)
1: like mm, kind of a dyke though (laughs) and yeah it's like this like i don't know like there is something interesting in the idea of someone going through a like internal kind of period of figuring things out and also having to deal with like external problems and having to be like to, to link those two things up, right? Like, that's interesting. To link
0: those two things up, you say? God.
1: To <laughs> link, th- yes, exactly. To link those two things up. Because we know that magic is already about feelings, right? <laughs> right, um, yes. So you have to be feeling it in order to do a certain type of magic.
0: Ah, oh, her magic isn't working. Because her feelings are conflicted. So you can't have combat, even if you wanted yeah. to
1: exactly and then you get
0: your magic back and the game ends and it's like aha she's gonna go do combat but that's not what the game's about
1: yeah who cares who cares about the combat great game this is a a great game so tell me how does the feelings controller work
0: you um hook it up to your um i guess frontal lobe and and probably around your wrist it it checks your blood pressure uh which is really good it it can also monitor um i guess your activity because video games keep trying to push that Um, they do this one just does it automatically it also gives you a little pep talks and also just a random dosage of serotonin every once in a while
1: I'm not sure about this anymore. I don't know about this. I mean, not that I have criticisms, because that would be negative.
0: I actually want to retcon something. It's not serotonin, it's dopamine, because we do need to emulate the real video game experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. That's our that's triple-A our game.
0: Breath of the Feelings Dopamine Adventures. Claire! Can yeah. you tell
1: me? Your first craving?
0: Coffee. Mm. I really just want coffee sometimes. Yeah, I don't really drink coffee. I had a I coffee don't today. Either. Yeah, it's very good. I do like coffee. I I will drink pretty much any coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the fast juice makes you makes you speedy, sonic adjacent, if you will. I will, but, yes,
1: I will submit it.
0: <laughs> but, like, uh, years ago, I uh, became reliant on coffee, and I decided that I was not going to drink it anymore uh, one day, and I just sort of stuck with that. I'll have a coffee every other month, but, um, I don't know. I want to solve this craving, because decaf just doesn't always uh, hit, hit the spot, you know? I don't want so- want to have the coffee every day, but I want to have a coffee every so often. Why, what
1: is preventing you from solving this craving of your own accord?
0: Because I need to find the balance between having a coffee frequently enough that I get to enjoy a coffee and not feeling like when I wake up in the morning that if I do not get this uh, bean juice in my body that I uh, will become physically and uh magic girl transform into a slug
1: i have i have the perfect solution okay it is a coffee maker right okay so it's a coffee <laughs> it's maker just a coffee maker so i have this coffee so this is coffee maker right and it only lets you have coffee every few days it like keeps a record of like when you last had coffee and like won't dispense every single day um, oh it's like so it's parental
0: of- control coffee maker
1: yes parental control coffee maker it's sort of like a con cough you know maker of sorts sort of has con days and cough days
0: um, Are you trying to say on and off with C because coffee starts with C? I don't understand where this is coming from.
1: Sorry, let me let me say it differently. <laughs> Connie days and coffee days. You know, on the Connie days, you're <sighs> on and you get to have coffee. And then on the coffee days, you don't wait, get to have coffee. Wait, that's very confusing. Days. So,
0: <laughs> so no, I, think I don't it's pretty get to simple, have coffee. Claire. I don't get to have coffee on the coffee
1: days? Yeah, because it's off because it's your because it's like off a coffee, right? Like off um coffee uh-huh. days are off e days mm-hmm. and and this is the jingle that we'll have. So coffee days <laughs> are offy days and conny days are ony days. Mhm. And that's how we'll market it. It's a genius
0: idea. So you you don't think we'll confuse people by not giving no. them coffee on coffee days.
1: There's absolutely no risk of confusion there. Because it has a little what
0: if, thing. What if we just call our product Connie? Mm, and then you get but, a Connie. You get you you get turned con.
1: Sorry, can you explain to me what no. Oh. <laughs> mm, so when mm, you get
0: turned con, you uh no.
1: Could we instead maybe instead we could have the Connie days be you just get dispensed a little. A cute little drawing of Connie from Steven Universe. There we go. That's much better.
0: (laughs) It's like a unique drawing every single day.
1: Yeah, that's one of the functions of the coffee maker. It draws them.
0: I love the new subreddit Coffee Connie's, which is just like everyone (laughs) posting their unique Connie photos from their uh, Connie maker. I wonder how many people are going to buy this for the images of Connie and how many people are going to buy this for the coffee.
1: I mean, either way, they're buying it. So,
0: so is it Connie drinking a coffee just to taunt you like in different forms with different coffees every day?
1: Well, it's not taunting you because on the Connie days you get, I guess maybe we should (laughs) switch around and have the coffee days be the days where you get coffee and the connie days the days where you get connie this is really smart claire you should have suggested this earlier Odd. um on the coffee days you get coffee on the connie days you get connie and it's sort of and it still keeps that on off thing because right connie is, i feel is, like we've shift
0: gears this is more of a, a connie marketing tool this, this is, is for people the who like connies of um,
1: side character of steven universe a show that i don't <laughs> even think is still running
0: What if it's just generally different Connie's? What if it's like we just have a database of Connie's? Anyone named Connie can show up. And like, I feel like a bunch of Connie's would buy this because it's like, what if they show up, right?
1: I love the. Hang on. You know, so you know, this person does not exist, right? It's this Connie does not exist. It's just (laughs) randomly generated pictures of people named Connie.
0: What are the different portraits? Do we, are they di- are they different styles? How what are the refills cost? Do you have to? Is it like a pack of like coffee beans with like inks? It's like printer yes. ink, but the fourth cartridge is coffee grounds.
1: So yeah, so yeah, it's just that it's just a pack. And then you just put it in. You want to make sure you put it in the right way, else you're gonna, <laughs> else that's not gonna go well for you. But you know, gotta have a little risk in there. That's what people love. People love that.
0: Wait, wait. The risk. Tell me, tell me what you so imagine the, risk, the risks are.
1: If you put it in the wrong way around, one of your coffee uh-huh. days, you'll get ink instead of coffee grounds, and on the other day, you'll get a a drawing made from coffee grounds instead of ink. <laughs> So that's <laughs> the danger there, but it's a very minor danger.
0: This sounds if if we can just so casually make portraits out of coffee grounds, I feel like what we've done is gone ahead and created an entire new genre of art. We've created the Connie genre of art, <laughs> true, so not only this have we a, made a product, yeah. but we've we've revolutionized art in and of itself we've we've truly made an experience
1: and i mean if you think about it we were already doing that because no one's done this before right yeah no n- one's created
0: <laughs> no one's ever made a coffee machine before.
1: yeah no i think this is really revolutionary in a lot of ways right and it's also you know helping people stay away from coffee as much right like they they get coffee every so often but they don't rely on it in the same way
0: what if you get this and you don't want coffee can what you do you do with the coffee? I, g- I guess so. Yeah, can, can you refill cartridges? the cartridges? I, I I don't think so, right? Like, you have to just get a new cartridge.
1: Well, yeah, you buy cartridges, you know? You, you yeah. buy them. It's part of the business model,
0: you know? The machine costs $10, but the cartridges...
1: Yeah, that's the thing that gets you. But it's worth it, right? As everyone's going to love mean, it yeah. so much.
0: I think about the Connie's. Uh, think about the coffee's. You're, you're you know not going to know how you live without them. So what is the called? Is it just called the Connie Coffee?
1: The Connie Coffee. The Connie Coffee Maker. And just like every other good household appliance, it's also a (laughs) wiretap.
0: Great. What's your craving?
1: (laughs) My ex craving is really quite simple. Masquerade. Paper faces on parade. Masquerade. Masquerade I balls are good.
0: I, I don't understand. Is this a song? Should I know this? This is a song reference?
1: from Phantom of the Opera. Um, oh. don't worry about it. The, the point is, masquerade balls. I think we need to bring them back. I think they need to oh, yeah. come back. I, I love going like, to masquerade balls. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I I think they should come back because if you think about it, what's better than a masquerade ball?
0: Nothing. Probably a you know? masquerade like casual dance. Don't feel like many people do balls anymore.
1: That's the problem. That's the problem. See, because you can't just have a casual masquerade. That's just a bunch of people in masks. A casquerade. Now, it's a disgrace. What you need is like full on, I'm talking big poofy dresses, like lots of like absurd glittery masks. I'm talking like big hair. We got to bring it all back. It's okay. It's so this come is back.
0: this is really targeted for the bourgeoisie still. we we're bringing no, that aspect back too.
1: see, that's one of the problems with the masquerade as it is, is that it's just for the bourgeoisie. I think we need to redistribute masquerades, right? I think we need to give masquerades <laughs> to everyone, right? We okay. have better technology now. I don't see a single reason why we can't have all out big time masquerade stuff for all classes.
0: What about the, the cost factor?
1: Fuck the cost factor. This is socialized oh, okay. masquerades.
0: So we're not going to have a masquerade until until we've socialized every everything.
1: I think it could be our first step, right? Because everyone's going to be on Wait, board. Wait, the masquerade with... or
0: the socializing everything? Which one's the first step?
1: The first step is socialized masquerades. That's okay. the first step All towards right. socializing everything, right? What if
0: we don't have a dress requirement
1: i mean that's fair but here's the crucial and important thing i think it should be totally normal and reasonable for me to come in an 18th century dress
0: 100 percent. no one will that's stop what, you that's
1: what's important to me and for you know anyone who wants to right yes. that shouldn't be you know, that should be... Well, you don't have to do that. You can do whatever, right? I'm talking, you want to go gothic? You want to go 80s? You want to go, like, uh... fuck Victorian? Just your normal streetwear? Hell yeah. Do it all. Whatever. Everyone shows up. Everyone has masks. Everyone Mix has... It
0: too. What if, like, right? just a like, ball gown with a hoodie?
1: Yeah, screw it. I Fuck fashion shows. Fashion shows are, are trash. Who cares? This is the new height of fashion. It's like it's like the salons of France, but better because it's for everyone. Right? I have it's not like been
0: you... to France, nor a salon.
1: Salons, yeah, you wouldn't have been because they're an 18th <laughs> century French thing. The specific thing that I'm describing is basically these big kind of art shows slash uh, dinners where people would get in a room together and like you'd mingle with all the high society people and you'd figure out what the trends are and you'd kind of see what everyone's interested in and all of this and it was a whole big thing but it's like so it's like that but it's for everyone what and about
0: a saloon what about a masquerade saloon where it's sort of like you do <sighs> so like, it's a like a like square a, dance but you right. have a mask on
1: do we have to have square dancing
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can have um line dancing as well do
1: we have to have square and line dancing uh can there's have- probably other shapes can we have good dancing?
0: What is good dancing, Brianna?
1: Good dancing is not that. Wow. It's not It's other types of dance. I mean, listen. Coming fine. for
0: line dance and just so viscerally.
1: It's fine. It's it's okay. It's just not my favorite form of dance.
0: We start off with a line dance, but then we go into a waltz directly from that line dance. We, we God, pair off just great. like... Any good line dance, you pair off and then you immediately switch into a waltz. And then after waltz, it just turns into casual, I guess, pop for a while. Uh, And then we go into a salsa.
1: You're really just kind of doing a whole variety of dance, right? The DJs have to be just masterful right because the djs have to like smoothly get you from one dance
0: vibe to another dance vibe how do we get over the problem of nobody knowing the steps because this is something when, when i have gone to masquerade balls it's often a lot of people not really dancing because they uh-huh. they don't they don't know how to ballroom dance
1: well i think it's pretty simple we simply have to change the entirety of the culture to make sure that people know oh, a huge variety of dance we have to change <laughs> schools so that they're not as much about you know book learning and they're more about learning different types of dance right because you can't just okay. make it so that people you know people have to know ballroom dancing but they also have to know all these different types of dancing and they have to be like good at them and so like you know say goodbye to doing anything else in gym class it's all <laughs> dance now baby and it's also you know many hours a day
0: this is a much easier solution than my suggestion would have been uh to just sort of project like a dance dance revolution style uh dancer on the screen
1: i don't see why we can't do both i yeah don't no that's see... fair yeah we can definitely have a good guide kind of up there so that people can remember right that's like the dance dance revolution type thing
0: what if yeah, we put, put think... points to it i feel like people like points
1: People like points, right? This would really encourage people to come to the masquerade ball.
0: Let's digitize the masquerade. You get like, first you get points on your mask. I d- you don't get points on any other part of your outfit. We do not judge your outfit. We do judge masks, though, because masks are cool. And then you get, like Dance Dance Revolution, you get points when yeah. you uh dance. And then at the end of the night uh you can go to the counter and if you have enough points you can get like a whistle or a balloon animal <laughs> or um or another mask
1: i love the
0: <laughs> i was gonna I say love... like castle fun park but that's so like that's such a regionally specific thing and reference yeah, the thing
1: that you're thinking of is chuck e cheese but, but, but not
0: but not that but so much better
1: so much better yeah no this is so much more normal the cyber saloon masquerade <laughs> ball of a hundred types of dances and outfits
0: and you get to redeem your your points at the end
1: it's super normal and everyone's gonna be like yeah i totally get how this works i've done lots of things <laughs> like
0: this <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's socialized. So we're going to have to make sure to pitch it to the government and emphasize why the government should want it to exist.
0: <laughs> I mean, everyone wants a point system. The government loves point systems. We yeah, just need to start with the point system.
1: All right, so imagine a point
0: system. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine an abstract point system. Don't don't think don't worry about too much beyond that right now. Now, over the course yeah. of this uh, 20-hour presentation, don't worry, we do have two intermissions of 15 minutes. Uh, we will be showing the various ways <laughs> of, of how to introduce dance back into our culture.
1: And also, I think it's important, you know, these have to be inclusive dances. And so there's there's lots of different ways to do them. And you got to have, you know, lots of different way, f- forms of mobility. And, you know, the points are fun, but it's not the point of why we're there, right? It's the it's the point we tell the government. That's why we tell the government we're doing it, but that's not really why we're there. We're there to have a good time with people and not know who each other are, but kind of know who each other are and be having having a good time, you know, in the in the dance dance saloon masquerade.
0: I'm actually just recalling I met one of my roommates at a masquerade ball.
1: Where do you find these masquerade balls? I want to go.
0: Well, one of them was an anime convention.
1: God damn it.
0: So I guess just go to anime conventions, Brianna. They all all have a masquerade ball. Do I have another choice? Do
1: I have Uh, any other choices?
0: Nope. Only anime conventions know what point
1: systems are. Okay. Noted. Um, i've watched an anime or two i could
0: probably survive an anime convention i think you could alternatively go to i feel like fetish scenes have masquerade balls it might be a little different than what you're seeking um yeah it might
1: be a little different i you you bring your
0: best outfit you're like where does the line dance start i'm ready for the waltz and they're like i mean the sex corner is over there if if that's what you mean
1: (laughs) no what i'm what i need is like LARP masquerades.
0: What is a LARP masquerade?
1: Um, A masquerade in which we all pretend that we are people from like a
0: different time period. Um, okay this was great because my immediate response was not all the same time period just generally from different time periods (laughs) which is great because you can have people that are like from the future and show up and like yeah i'm from 2055 we have the best dances and uh this is my like cyberpunk outfit the,
1: the only restriction is it has to be from a time that has lots of masquerades going on, or at least some masquerades going on, you know? Has to be, choose choose a time, any time in history, as long as there were masquerades happening. And that could be the year 3000, you know? I don't know what it's going to be like. I hope it I hope it has masquerades, but I hope they're, like, for everyone.
0: They're like, uh, you just put on, like, a new face at that point. Great. Normal. That's what the movie Face Off is about, right? I'm
1: pretty sure. Yeah, I think there's a masquerade ball in that one.
0: Yeah, great.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, listen. As if someone can point me to a uh, masquerade ball, I'll, 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 I'll go to it. For th- in the meantime, Claire, we need our final craving. Please, won't you give it to us? Give us oh, your gosh. final craving, please. Okay.
0: I this has not happened for a while, but you know the feeling when somebody is watching a or consuming a, a piece of media that you've you've watched and um because uh-huh. of that they are live reacting their feelings to you uh-huh. as they consume this piece of media often watching a tv show or playing a video game or reading mm-hmm. a book even i just really like getting the visceral raw emotions of someone as they uh, experience the things that i go through uh, or went right. through i suppose
1: i feel it and also let's consider let's talk about the double-sided coin here
0: What about the triple-sided coin, Brianna? We don't talk about that enough.
1: Yeah. You know what? Let's talk about the quadruple-sided coin. Some people call it a dice. Those people are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So here's my thoughts on this. I love watching someone experience a piece of media that I've experienced. I think it's the best. And then they'll react to things in a way that makes me feel bad about the piece of media that I liked. Because sometimes it's a piece of video you haven't seen in a bit and you're like.
0: <laughs> this is me watching Cowboy Bebop right now after everyone yeah. I know recommending it um, and being like, yeah. I absolutely hate this show, but I will not yeah. stop watching because I have feelings about how it could be improved um, and it would not this be is- hard to improve it.
1: I think both sides of this coin are, like, typified really well by, like, my reaction to Young Justice, right? When Alan and I were yep. watching season one of Young Justice, and we were just like, <laughs> I don't know about this one. Are you sure? Yeah. Really? And then yeah. season two of Young Justice, are like, all right, this slaps. But, like, that's definitely a mood. Like, where you're like, oh, no, what if they think this about this thing? Or you forget that it's a certain way, right? Have I done um, that to a
0: piece of media? You, I guess friends at the table, but uh, something else. Because I sort of caught I on. Think,
1: I think in general, we tend to line up. There's definitely been things that are like, I think probably the most common thing is one of us being like oh man, this is the best thing. I love this so much. I think it's so cool. The other person being like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that happens a fair bit.
0: Specifically with Young Justice, it's actually funny because I I returned to it uh, when you started watching yeah. it. I hadn't seen yeah. season three. And it's so lackluster compared to yeah. what I remember because yeah. it truly was my introduction into like really good... Animated serial superhero shows.
1: I think the the problem was that I watched Young Justice after having read Young Avengers.
0: Uh-huh. Which and like that would do it.
1: Which like ruins it. Which like absolutely like Young Justice is like fine. It's season season it's two great, is like good. But... Season season one is like fine, but it's like so straight. I mean not not entirely, but it's it's oh don't vagary, worry, like, season
0: two and three are also like that.
1: And so there's like big those vibes. And then like reading Young Avengers, you're like, wow, wow, this, yep. this slaps. I will say Young Avengers 2013 more than 2005, but 2005 still still good. This is definitely a thing that happens sometimes, um, and it where it's so good when you like show someone something and they just like love it. Like I I showed my roommate the half of it the other week, and I remember being like, "Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty good movie, right? It's it's good. It's a recent Netflix one. It's by Alice Wu, who directed Saving Face." Um, oh, I haven't seen good. that yet. It's on my yeah, list. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, is it? It's okay. like yeah, I I really really enjoy it, but like. Watching the first time, I was like, yeah, I thought that was pretty good, right? And then we watched it, and she was like, that's a perfect movie. This is a perfect <laughs> movie. And I was Aww. like, damn, this is kind of a perfect movie.
0: Huh, okay. Um, I guess I gotta go watch this movie now.
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's a very good movie. But but it's like, this is the thing, right? Is sometimes it is just like, yes, we're on the same page. We both love this thing. This rules. This is great. And sometimes it's like, I'm I'm glad you like it. What's the diplomatic way um, my girlfriend says things when I show her something and she doesn't? No, she's she says it like I see why you like this, which is like so sweet and so good and so diplomatic. Uh-huh. And it's I also, also love. Like, um,
0: I love your enthusiasm about this.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I'm so glad that you like this. You know, I'm I'm happy for you that you enjoy mm-hmm. this thing. I don't know, there is something kind of funny, or at least fun about that, but it is but it is great when you are both kind of on the same page.
0: I, I think there's also, like, the other problem of delay, where I think Celeste mm. is a great example, where you were really into Celeste for a while, and that was during the time that I had put Celeste down, and then picked it yeah. up later, and I got very into it, but that was, like, months after you yes. sort of had Celeste in your system, so it was yes. like, we both had similar feelings, but were delayed yeah, so, yeah I feel
1: it I think like probably the best example of like all of us having this great moment of all getting to feel a certain way about a thing was like She-Ra
0: literally the was the finale for Shira. yeah
1: because I watched it with with ash and so we saw it at the same time so we got to see how each other were reacting and then you watched it pretty much immediately yeah. after and um, i think
0: i think i messaged you periodically you did um and then so and then someone else watched it after me and was live reacting yes. it to me so we all sort of got that um yes feedback and it, it ruled it it's rules. great Ugh, yeah
1: how can we like increase this feeling right how can we make it so that people react to the things that we like in the way that we want
0: what if there was a service where as you were watching the thing you live react Mm -hmm. and then when somebody else watches the thing you can subscribe to specific people's live react and so this this way you can get your friends live react uh, rather than just with mm. stranger's. I feel like that is the simplest solution that I'm now realizing is actually kind of a good idea.
1: It's like a reaction-based social network.
0: We can call it Reactor, with no E.
1: I don't know if the <laughs> react, the, the, you know, kids react to, or whoever those people, I know that they're pretty big about their copyright for that that term, and if, like...
0: Wait, yes, we'll copyright just... the term react?
1: So yeah, they've specifically done weird shit where they tried to, like copyright claim ownership over the concept of people reacting to things
0: oh good that's um normal
1: so that would be probably our biggest hurdle but in general i think this is a this is a fun idea right you can totally just get to witness people react to things live i think this is kind of twitter often you get this right because people will react to a thing they'll do a thread or they react to a certain piece of media but this is like way more a, organized and yeah like you can actually find it when you want to find it and like yeah no for sure
0: yeah uh, is and this
1: streaming have we reinvented streaming
0: the problem with streaming is, like, the difference, at least, is, like, you're consuming the person's media. Like, unless someone literally but, is sitting in the corner reacting, I don't want people's screams over when I yeah. rewatch Shira. I just want, like, little bubbles uh, on my phone when I yeah. choose to look at them. And just sort of syncing yeah. it up with uh, a platform.
1: The thing that we've done is we've kind of reinvented fandoms.
0: I think we've given fandoms a way to catalyze their excitement. Uh, This is the thing about tech, is we make a slight adjustment to existing software, we rebrand as a completely new revolutionary idea, and then we make a million dollars. All we need is probably two million dollars of investors, and you can send that investment to uh, submissions at (laughs) (laughs) saltcavings.com.
1: Yeah, just just invest in we our new idea, Reactor.
0: Reactor. I feel like we can workshop the name. Investors, you do get a, a say in the name uh, as long as your investment is over one hundred and fifty thousand. Re- uh, if you really hate Reactor, it's just it's a small investment. It's I think it's going to be worth your time.
1: I think we could. Create this entire kind of ecosystem of not of people reacting to things of people being involved in different fandoms people being excited about things right really kind of clear cut that's what it's for. And then like, you know, when certain things kind of get popular in the sphere, right, we can totally like, you know, those things could become kind of representative of that platform. And then we could create some sort of convention to do with those things. <laughs> and it could be sort of like, you know, about what's on your dashboard, right? So we could call it like DashCon. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh-huh. we'll just get funding to do that, to do, to do that. And uh, it'll be a totally cool original idea no one's ever done
0: before. I mean, I've personally never heard of anything called DashCon. So this sounds great to me and I see no problem with it.
1: I also have definitely never heard of a thing called DashCon ever before in my life.
0: See, it's great, because I, I uh, definitely can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not, uh, but I uh, Oh, are think, you being genuine? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know what a Dash is. I don't even know what a con is. This sounds like a con to me, maybe. I feel like you're conning me, Brianna. Anyways, let's <laughs> end this episode. This has been Salt Cravings. <laughs> my name's Claire.
1: And my name's Brianna.
0: You can send your investments over at uh, Patreon uh, or submissions at Salt Cravings. Really, you could do cash deposit if you want. We take investments in any way you want. Probably yeah. Carrier Pigeon is the best, though. Um, I think so. you can also find us on social media at Salt Cravings at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to invest with your cravings, uh, you can send those over to submissions at Salt Cravings as well. Did I miss anything?
1: Um, I don't. Think so oh i have been putting in the in the description recently some links to support like black trans women in need which like if you in, instead of sending your investments to us if you want to send them to someone else um look in the description for that as well and i mean not gonna uh, lie if you
0: send them to us they'll probably end up there anyways
1: they almost certainly will we're that's what we're going
0: to do with them
1: but with that said you know um gotta end the episode
0: Oh, and how would you end the episode, Brianna? Oh, oh, wait. Uh, oh, gosh. They're the, the, okay. The men in coats have arrived. Oh, they, I need to go with them. I, I suppose I will see you soon. Bye bye. Shit, is that the one with the pool and, like, just in the middle? The ball fit. Oh, shit. No, I do know about Dashcon. I do know about Dashcon...